0: Hi, welcome to season 12. We're in a podcast where we're um, going deeper into the whole idea of um, the fact that Pfizer has announced that they're going to cut back on their sales. And we thought, well, this is just a great opportunity for sales and marketing to come up with different ways to commercialize. And this, uh, for this session, we're going to talk about Metrics, but you know, not only metrics, more broadly, but what are you trying to measure? If you are trying to unify and align people, and and kind of in this new world, so Sean, I think you know you have a really good way of thinking about this. Will you kick this off? Yes,
1: yeah, sure. So, so part of this whole idea of the of the new world changing because of COVID and technology, you know, we have the Zoom sales meetings, which is what's driving a lot of the change, and we've said in previous. Podcasts, how that creates huge opportunity to further integrate the sales and traditional sales and marketing functions, right? That's kind of the thing that we're talking about today. Is how do we use this to to work better together? And on the last podcast, we said a lot of it's because you can collaborate. You can you can have more people join sales meetings. Marketing can be present more often. There's, there's recorded sales meetings that can be reviewed and and all this stuff that wasn't traditionally available. So that's what's driving it. And that led us to think, well, if we have a more close working relationship between sales and marketing, how does that break down? Because ultimately, we all want the same thing, which is to increase sales, to increase profitable sales. I should caveat that. Um, And we're not thinking about how how this thing looks in a very simple sort of funnel, because every... Whatever product you sell, you, you have a potential market at the very top of this sort of inverted pyramid. Everyone, what market are you in, essentially? And from there, you've got a target. Most businesses aren't going to run harem scare after the entire market from, from day one. You, you're going to select a piece of that market, either through segmentation, maybe through a geographic constraint, maybe through some other classification but you're going to target something and then from there you 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 have to create leads meaningful dialogue with potential customers and that can be anything from an outbound sales prospecting call to a, a piece of content that's designed to create engagement or brand building so there's lots of ways of 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 warming up Those target markets into potential leads, and there's various stages across the way, and ultimately those leads are what become sales. And whereas traditionally, at the top of the funnel, the 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 targeting and the, the the potential has been a marketing thing, and sales conversion has been a sales thing, we want to start thinking not only how does that structure look but what is it we should be measuring and the, and the final thing I say before I challenge you guys to come up with some measures is uh, the phrase that sticks to mind when when you design any measurement system is 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 you, you you measure the outputs ultimately what you're trying to achieve but you have to manage the inputs it's how you change the input measures that drive those outputs and that's the essence of, of Of people working together. So given that really simple funnel approach, which is not exactly breakthrough thinking, what sort of measures should we be looking at collectively? How should sales and marketing have a sort of shared scorecard, if you
2: like? I could, I'd like to start actually from the bottom, the bottom two rungs, really the leads. And Sean, what do you call them the bottom of the funnel, the leads and the Sales essentially sales, leads and sales, which um, I, I had um, I I written an article about this for Forbes actually, and I had proffered up the the metric that I'm going to talk about in a second. But um, I think we're also by the time people are viewing this, they're going to see Sean's funnel and what he's just described in some uh, an article on our website. So uh, make sure you you, you go there uh, if you're watching this. But if I could start at the bottom, I I picked out lead to close ratio as a really good shared metric that an executive could give that cuts across marketing and sales to make sure that they work really well together. And the reason I I like that particular metric is the idea has always been, the finger pointing has always been, you know, marketing says, I gave you the great leads, why didn't you close them? And sales says, they were crap leads. That's why I didn't close them. And so by making both organizations, sales and marketing responsible for that particular ratio, they absolutely have to work together. If sales doesn't like the leads, They've got to collaborate with marketing and say, this is what I want. This is what a good lead looks like. How can you help me get more of those and vice versa? So I like, I like that one as, um, as something that an executive who says, I want these functions to work together closely. I'm not necessarily at the point yet where I'm going to combine them into one commercialization function. They can exist separately, but I want them to work together better. I like that one. As as a um, as as a shared metric that can get both groups to really work together. Um, Just a thought on that.
1: thought on that. Tom is that that's some in some ways always been the case, right? The uh, the leads a week, you no know, your week sort of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross approach to uh-huh. to sales and marketing. <laughs> right. You you you've got to then have a way of 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 resolving that conflict, right? And that's where the the new world with with Zoom, with shared participation, with a, a, a almost forensic deconstruction of sales calls, will help to resolve that. So it's not just a great measure; it's a great measure for the time because if you can say, "Let me show you how we handled that lead and what happened," maybe you—it's not a finger pointing exercise. It's like, "Oh yeah, I can see what you mean. There wasn't we yeah. we didn't we didn't surface that lead or didn't make the right." promise or we couldn't fulfill there was nothing sales did wrong it was just not a good lead on the other side they may say no you did a terrible job of building value or identifying pain and we can work on that and as long as you have this arbiter this this executive level you know maybe a um a, a collaborative um arbitration between the the, the two departments, you have evidence. I guess that's that's also key, it's, it's not just a good measure, it's a measure that we can now more objectively look at and derive some meaning from.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it has to start at the top in several ways. Um, I like your funnel. I think when you start at the top and you talk about what the potential is in a market space or potential of certain types of clients that we want or customers, um, in the traditional way, we think of that being a marketing um, responsibility, but that really is where the alignment should start. You know, you, you need to start at the top and say, what's attractive to us in a market and in customers and have it out there, you know, have a really healthy debate. We have our, our attractiveness tool that allows it to be a scorecard and um, and the salespeople should be a part of that. Finance should be a part of that, actually. Anyone that is going to screw up this later and point fingers down the funnel needs to be in the room arguing for what good looks like at the top of the funnel, and then put some metrics around, okay, these are the these are good customers to us. And part of that process is uh, where sales can say, here are those leads that you gave me that didn't convert, and look at the characteristics of those types of accounts and say, you know where did this go wrong? So in you don't have a, You don't have a white sheet when you start this discussion. You have here are our problems and here were some really great successes, and let's find out. Let's deconstruct what made those great. But have that discussion at the very top where it's more of a collaborative sales and marketing discussion.
2: You know what? what I love this discussion because what I what I think about the I'm liking the lead to close ratio better because it leads you up the funnel too. You know what I'm saying? What you're both both saying is, let's say that lead to close ratio is, is suboptimal and sales and marketing are each pointing fingers like we talked about already. And what I think you're both saying is you go back to the top of the funnel, which is the market prioritization and the segmentation. And those give clues. First of all, are we even in the right market? Let's let you know. Are we are we uh, completely missing, you know, the opportunity here? Let's work together to fix that. Um, but also, this idea of being able to review the recorded sales calls, marketing might be able to say, "Look, the reason you didn't close this lead is you didn't identify that this was this this client was in this segment. You you did a you know you took a, a warm." lukewarm tea or just a generic approach, or you assume that they were in a different segment, let's kind of figure out how to make sure that doesn't happen again, or let's step back. The segmentation just doesn't work. Let's redo the segmentation. And so I think it's a, it's a metric that goes in both directions. You know, it goes down the funnel and up the funnel, and it helps point out where the problems are and leads you to, to where you need to collaborate a little bit better and you know to mary's
1: point some measurements don't don't have to be literal ratios or percentage or numbers they they can well i guess at some point they have to be numbers but what, what I'm trying to get at here is is mary's right that the, the collaboration is is not is not isolated in certain areas only it's the whole thing if you're answering the question what market are we really in and you're not having that conversation between sales and marketing people and customer service and engineers and product developers and everyone else involved in the business, then you you are selling yourself short. That's free resource that you can bring into the mix. So having less isolation and more collaboration is obviously a good thing. And sometimes the measurements can be as simple as, did we consult with enough of the sales force on this issue? Because you might say, yeah, we got, you know, Bill was in the office that day and he sat in for 10 minutes and he seemed okay." is not as robust as saying, yeah, we had a a planned agenda with the sales force, went through all of these things and we took that. And then this is what we learned from it. And then the sales force said, yeah, that's actually a pretty good approach. That's a different level of engagement. So measure the the quality of those engagements and, and not just the fact of them. Make sure that you're having that good collaboration.
0: Yeah, I, I like your, your sales to, uh, to close ratio because you can, uh, or lead to close, because you can get into metrics around lead and you can get into metrics around close. Um, the other metric that I think is really key, which opens up a can of worms is the P&L. You know, typically we see that sales is about 12% of a P&L and marketing is about 0.05%. Um, in this new world, how should that change? You know, looking at your PL, if you are going to do this more collaborative approach, um, it, it, there may be a shift. You know, even the definitions of what these two things are in your PL may be very different, and you you might have a different, like Tom saying that that you know lead to close ratio or something like that. That somehow we define it differently in a PNL, so it. Because otherwise things will stay the same. if, if the P; l says this then everyone will act the way they've always acted.
1: I think the one good good news I think is good news is generally speaking most businesses when you look at that, that sales and marketing expense line or that ratio of percent of sales whatever it is that you invest in, in, in lead generation there's not a single business that, that has any sense about it that would not increase the amount of absolute spend if they saw, a strong possibility of an increased return that's what business is ultimately about allocating resources for maximum return and if you could um demonstrate not just promise or 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 suggest but demonstrate that every dollar spent here returns a dollar 50 there then There's no shortage of investment and and maybe it's the responsibility of sales and marketing to to break that sort of constraint that says we've always had a a 7% sales and marketing expense line or whatever it is and say, no, we can actually push against that through. And that could be another measure. How, How do we grow that? Because if you're in sales and marketing, you want a bigger budget than a smaller one, as long as you can be productive with it. That's exactly, that's a measurement of your success. It's like applaud it. It's like, yeah, we're going to give you more money, Tom, because you're so darn good. We, we say yeah, that. I like the sound that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it must
1: be said, we do say that quite often around him.
2: Yes, yes, more money. <laughs> um, marketing, yeah, it's it's a tremendous opportunity for, for marketing particularly, I think, because, um, you know, especially in the B2B worlds that we operate, it, you know, sales is, 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 respected and needed and, and, and marketing, you know, depending on the company, marketing has varying degrees of, of, of respect, you know, and I think Mary, your numbers reflect probably more the standard case where there's, you know, a factor of what 12 plus on sales spent versus marketing. Well, the reason is sales, you know, activities lead directly to something that could be measured the sale. Right. They actually, you know, can put numbers and revenue next to name where marketing is, is further removed. That's from from that activity. Right. It's further removed. We're talking about getting marketing less removed, more integrated. Um, hopefully, if it's done right and, and mar- you know, marketers can, for, can can become closer, more closely associated with that sales revenue. And hopefully then, to, to Sean's point, that leads to organizations saying, this is really working. I want more of that. We need more mark." You know, ideally, it could lead to the, the following heresy. Sales saying, we need more marketers. You know, we like that help. We like, we like what's happening. Um, it, we like the collaboration. Marketing is really helping us close sales. Let's get some more of those people. Yeah, yeah another measure within that
1: which is which has always been a traditional measure within marketing this is is how much do you spend spend on activation versus how much you spend on brand building so how much is short term you know making promotions if you like you know to drive short term sales and how much is building that 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 positioning the value prop the brand the 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 the, the underpinning of your of your of your go to market is is how well your brand or product is Perceived by the market, how much do you spend on those things? That's another measure that can be important because, in my experience, sales have always advocated for spend all the money on lead generation. That's all marketing should be: give me leads. <laughs> and marketing, at its worst, will say, "No, we're all over the horizon. We're all long-term. We're building for the future. We're, we're building the next generation of products. We're engaging." And, and that is something else that can fall because of this collaboration, is, is actually understanding, no, there is a mix. You have to do both. And if you agree across departments what that mix, whether it's 60-40, which is the traditional split for those activities, if everyone buys into it, you take away that other level of animosity. No one's saying, like, why don't I get more leads? Well, we are building brand. We're building long-term and short-term. And just having that sense of, of, um, acceptance will take away some of the friction. In I, collaboration.
2: I, w- I was going to say what I could see happening is we're all, we're all familiar with, let's just take something like positioning, right. And what's our position in the marketplace, which is generally thought to be, you know, marketers per purview, right. Is, is, is help us position ourselves correctly. What I see happening is these um, more sales calls being recorded? We've all seen these word clouds from market research, where the big, the words mentioned more frequently are bigger, and the other ones are smaller, and all that. You know, the analytical tools they probably already exist, but it, you know, if they don't, they will soon. Where you know, you run the analytics across their virtual recorded sales calls, and you come back with that word cloud. You get actual evidence. From what's happening in sales interactions, how you are positioned in the marketplace, and sales maybe can start to see, oh, we really are misaligned with what we really want to be. I can understand now why those marketers want to spend some of that long-term brand-building um, revenue expense, you know, against building the brand and shifting this because it's not right. Right now, it's just a bunch of hearsay. What is what is. The, the market research say, what do the sales say, the people say in the sales calls, there's you know, no way to co- corroborate that, but now I think we will have that.
0: I agree, yeah. I mean, Sean opened this with, you know, there's a lot of technology that's allowing us that, and that, that is a good example of it as well. Um, and, and really, where do you strike that balance that Sean's talking about? It, it, it depends on where you are in the life cycle. It depends on what you're trying to achieve as a corporation you know, sometimes you're just getting pushed for very short-term performance. And as a brand, you may be, you know, longer in your life cycle. So the objectives and, and the things you're measuring are, are different, but it should always be an and, but the emphasis on how much should be agreed upon by, by the organization with more dialogue. So um, we hope that you enjoy Sean. Sean's writing a, a cool article that you'll be able to access. And um, we'd love to hear your feedback on this, especially, you know, over time, this is something that's emerging. And um, at any point, we'd love to hear what's going on in your organization with this topic. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks.